Have you ever considered putting your artwork on apparel or merchandise or other things like that in order to get it out to the masses? Well, we're going to talk about the ups and downs, the goods and bads, the pros and cons of that concept today here on 5-Minute Mentoring. Have you ever wanted to have someone in your life who you could ask real questions about your art, your business, and even your walk with the Lord? Well, that's exactly what we do every Friday here on 5-Minute Mentoring, where I answer one question from one of my awesome podcast listeners in order to help you start really thriving as the artist you know God created you to be. Well, hey, my friend, I'm really glad that you're here with me on 5-Minute Mentoring today. Hope you're having a great day. Listen, I, I got a question from Jen, who's actually in my Created to Thrive Artist Mentoring Program, all about this idea of putting a great piece of artwork on a T-shirt. And what would that look like? What would that be about? Would it be good or bad? Would it cheapen the art? Here's Jen's question. Hi, Matt. This is Jen. I am from New York, but I currently live in New Jersey. I do have a piece I'm curious to know on in regards to T-shirts, printing art on T-shirts. I do. I had a piece that I've sold, and I thought it would look so good on a T-shirt. My question to you is, would, I, would that cheapen the art, or should I just keep it as is in terms of just selling prints and originals? I appreciate your help. Thank you. Well, first of all, hey, Jen, thanks a lot for that question. I appreciate you taking the time to record that. And listen, if anybody else is out there and you've got a question for me and you want me to consider it for the podcast, all you got to do is go to matttommymentoring.com forward slash podcast. There's a recorder right there called SpeakPipe, and you can click that and record a message and it comes right into my inbox. We listen to all of them and we choose the ones that we think will be uh, the best for the podcast and and for the most people. So anyway, we'd love, 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 love to hear from you on that. Now, Jen, kind of to get to your question uh, today, and and really for anybody that's thought about this whole idea of merchandising, I want to back up and take a little bit higher level approach to that uh, and, and, you know, kind of get out of the the exact question of should I put it on a T-shirt or not? Should I put it on a a pillow or not or a pair of leggings or, or that sort of thing on a cell phone cover? Here's what I've found over the years, all right? There are really two ways to go about selling your art. Uh, And I find that people that have been doing this for a while, myself included, usually end up in one boat or the other. It's rare that people uh, have legs in or feet rather in in both uh, camps. All right. The first way is you sell it as cheap as you can. You get the price as low as you can. You make as much as you can. You get your art on everything you can from cell phone covers to britches to shirts to t-shirts to, to hats to mugs to cups to stickers to all that sort of thing, prints in 12 different sizes, <laughs> and you go the merchandising route. You try to get it out there, all right? Artists that do that also are really uh, usually drawn to art licensing, which can be wonderful, all right, where somebody like Target or a hotel line or uh, any number of different uh, retail store chains out there may want to purchase your art one time and then put it on lots and lots of different uh, media, whatever that might look like. So that is definitely a valid way to go about selling your art. Here's the deal with that, though. The more that you... uh, bring down the price of your work and you increase the accessibility of your work, literally, <laughs> it's kind of a, 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 an interesting thing that happens. Literally, it almost repels who I would see as your best buyers. What do I mean by that? I mean people that are looking for expensive, original, special, exclusive art. All right. 
as we all know, buying art is not just about the art. It's about the ambiance that goes around it, the the who's got it, the what the provenance of the artist is and of the piece. What's the history of this artist? Uh, how important are they? Are, are they? What galleries carry them? Who else has their work? Who collects their work? How, how have they been celebrated uh, during their career? All of that positioning, you know, who, who are they associated with? All of that goes together to create the brand and the mystique around any business, but especially for art and for artists. And so when you go the whole art licensing route and you go the whole route of, you know, putting your art on as much merchandise as possible, that's definitely a way to make a living and to to, to sell your art. The downside of that is, all right, is that you got to make a lot of transactions. You got to have a lot of volume to make that up. Now, for me, I chose to go the other way because I kind of saw the writing on the wall with that early on. I had learned marketing in the fine craft world from uh, my friends that were potters. And what they did and what a lot of fine craft artists do is they make uh, functional or non-functional work, you know, but they're making, when they make a mug, they make a hundred of them. And when they make flatware, you know, they make a hundred plates and they're, they're always making things in volume in order to batch their production and get their price, their production price as low as possible in order to be able to make money. Well, for me, when I started doing that in basketry, that absolutely took the fun out of it. I loved making things that were really unique and really special. Consequently, the price had to go up. And so it really pushed me to develop the special factor, the exclusive factor, (laughs) and to increase the price as well in order to uh, position myself in such a way that uh, my clients, my best clients, that is clients who loved my work, connected with me, would refer me, would not beat me up on price. Really, price was one of the last questions they asked, they were really much more concerned about, you know, the connection of my values and their values, the connection of the aesthetic that I was creating, the connection of, you know, my reputation, all of those sort of things. Those are the people that I found I loved to do business with. And so I intentionally, (laughs) I'm trying to think of the word, I intentionally turned off the faucet in my art career on the lower end stuff because I just found it wasn't worth it. It was a whole lot more work to try to make a whole bunch of little transactions than it was to focus on the larger uh, transactions that would come, yes, less often, but when they did, they were much more uh, satisfying to me, much more uh, of a connection base, and much, much, much more uh, lucrative financially. So I think for you, you know, as, as you're thinking about this, Jen, you got to weigh those two things out. Obviously, I can't make that uh, decision for you, but I just, I would remind you in art, all right? And this is, again, in any branding, but positioning is everything. It is absolutely everything. Who you are around, who you're associated with, the people that have your work, the people that are talking about your work how exclusive it is, how special it seems, the story around it, the price of that, whether it's just available to everybody, you know, or there's a, a certain only a certain clientele that can afford it. Um, those things are what 
increased the special factor. They're what increased the price. They're what, for me, allowed me to spend more time making rather than spending a whole lot of time selling a whole bunch of little pieces that I really didn't enjoy making in the first place. All right. Last thing I'll say about this, Jen, um, you know, I think the thing that really helped me to make this decision uh, of the way I went in, in my art career and still continue to, to sell is that um, the other way, you know, kind of trying to make things up on volume when I examined my heart. And again, I'm not saying this is you or this is anybody that does it this way, but for me, I found out that when I got into that whole, how can I make a buck? How can I get somebody to buy this? How can I sell this? How can I get this on this and that and that? That really, for me, I realized came out of a place of striving as opposed to a place of trust saying, you know what, Lord, I know that you love me. I know that you've called me as an artist. I know that you want me to make things that I'm passionate about. And that as I do that, as I'm faithful to who you call me to be, you're going to be faithful to bring the clients and bring the connections. And listen, when I did that and disconnected from all that striving, that's when things changed for me. And I've just seen it. I've seen that same thing happen for so many artists in the mentoring program. And you know that because you're in the mentoring program. But I've, I've just seen that happen for so many over the years that if they'll let go of that striving kind of thing and uh, really just do what they're passionate about in concert with... Uh, you know, being yielded and, and directed by the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden the doors of opportunity um, open wide for them. And that that's my prayer for you, Jen, as well, that, that you would find that and you would find a place of, uh, of beauty in creating and also ease in selling so that you can do the thing that God's called you to do. All right. So uh, praying for you on that. That's a that's a big, big question that you've got that you're going to be wrestling with, but I know the Lord's going to be faithful and, and I bring you the exact answer that you need. And I hope this has been uh, just a, a small part of that today. All right. Well, guys, thanks so much for being on 5-Minute Mentoring today. Listen, if you've got a question for me, of course, I love that. So just go to matttommymentoring.com forward slash podcast. You can leave me a message. I think you got about 45 seconds on there. So make it succinct, <laughs> make it specific. And uh, leave me a message. We'll listen to it. And who knows, maybe your question will be one that I'll answer here on 5-Minute Mentoring. All right. Well, listen, until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. I love you very much. And we'll see you soon. Bye.